Now, collectively today, we're on this endless, mindless, unsustainable race for more, 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 more. Right? There's this immense pressure on organizations, certainly publicly listed companies, that you know they should always grow more and you know deliver more profits. Um, and, and that's true for businesses, but it's it's true for nonprofits too, right? Like nonprofits, I think, feel the same kind of pressure of, you know, if we can get one more grant, we should get one more grant, right? There's so much need in the world, like we should grow, grow more, more, more. Um, and and you know, it's sad for me to realize when I wrote the book that in the the 15 years that I'd spent with organizations and you know working with various executive committees, I've I hadn't encountered not a single situation where people in the executive committee would turn to their purpose and say, you know, in this situation, what does our purpose demand from us? Right? And I've certainly never seen a case where they would look at their purpose and say, you know what, we'll give up on that thing. You know, we'll we'll grow less than we could. We'll make less profit because, because that's what our purpose demands from us. Right? So whatever their purpose said, you know, the true real purpose is maximization, right? Um, or if things go bad um, in the badly in the organization, then the true purpose becomes self-preservation. We need to keep this organization alive, right? And we do it at, within the maximum of what the law allows. And, you know, if that's not enough, we'll sometimes even bend the law um, because this, yeah, this, there's this relentless pressure for more. And as we move to this different paradigm, you know, this paradigm that sees organizations as living entities, that no longer makes any sense, right? Because the only organism in nature, uh, right, that, that keeps growing, 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 ever growing, you know, is something we call cancer, right? And it, finish, it, it ends up killing the host in which it's living, right? And of course, I fear that we collectively are becoming sort of a cancer on our planet, Right? And we're starting to exceed the carrying capacity of, of the planet. And so when you, when you look within nature, right, things are always in balance. Right? There's nothing, never sort of this perspective that, that just this one species should just grow you know, infinitely. Um, you know, if, I, if I think of a tree, for instance, I, you know, I love it. I don't know if you've seen this, when you cut a tree and you see the tree rings, you see that you know there's some rings that are much bigger than others. Some you know you see that there were some fat, fat years and some lean years, right? And the living organism adapts to that, right? It's a it's a crazy thought that we have that you know organizations you know should all grow by X percent a year every year, and that they should all have sort of the same return on invested capital every year. Well, no, like let's see what the living conditions are, and you know what our what our purpose demands from us. Um, and then obviously, if you, if you think this metaphor through, like um, for a tree or for any living organism, there always comes a moment when that organism dies and offers itself as nourishment for new life. Right? And I find that very interesting when we think about organizations. Right? Um, because truly, I believe most of us, um, whatever we say the purpose of the organization is, think in terms of maximization and self-preservation, right? So we should do, be the biggest you know, version of, of ourselves that we can. And at the very least, 
make sure that we survive, right? And so this is my question to you, you know, um, in which of these paradigms do you live? Um, you know, do you still live in the paradigm of maximization and self-preservation? Um, or are you able to think in terms of true purpose, um, which might simply say enough, right? At least enough for now. We don't need to grow more or make more profit. This is enough for now. And I might be able to say, you know, maybe this organization has run its course and it's ready to die and offer itself as nourishment for new initiatives that will serve this purpose. Right? Um, I, I want to share two, two examples. Um, one was a very powerful one from, from Bürtzorg. Um, so, you know, this, this Dutch nursing organization, right? Um, its secret sauce at Bürtzorg is how it, you know, does self-management, right? Um, you know, how it's completely restructured the way the organization operates. That's its secret sauce. That's what's allowed its ridiculous success. Because, you know, otherwise it has nothing that it can protect, right? The nurses are the same, the syringes and bandages are the same, right? Um, and in a traditional organization, um, they would keep the secret locked up, right? This is the secret sauce, like competitors should never find out how we operate or they will imitate us. But that's thinking from a perspective of maximization and self-preservation. Think about it differently, right? If the purpose is truly to offer outstanding care, to allow patients to re lead rich and autonomous lives, then Beardshark is just one vehicle to do that. Um, and so, what Joss de Blog did early on is that he wrote a book in which he detailed all of the practices. This is exactly how Beardsorg works. And when the first batch was printed, he sent a book to all his competitors. Right? And still today, if you go on the Beardsorg website in the Netherlands, you'll see the book being advertised, like, read how we operate. And that sounds crazy, but, but then won't competitors imitate it, you know, Beardsorg? Well, that's exactly the point. <laughs> is we want people to have wonderful care. And so from just the blog's perspective, you know, it didn't really matter whether Beardstock would end up with 20 or 50 or 80% market share. What was really important is that 100% of the clients would be treated this way, that 100% of the nurses could work in that way, right? Wow, that's a whole different perspective. Now it helps that Beardstock is a nonprofit. You know, how do you do that if you're a publicly listed company? I'm not sure. But that's the true perspective that we hold on purpose. Right? Um, I, I remember another example um, that Ben Kuyken talks about in, in a book he's written in Dutch um, about, about purpose and about the same point perspective. And he was advising a network of public libraries that were facing you know, huge amount of change. I mean, there's ebooks, and then there's, you know, just people read in different ways. And they were coming at it from a perspective of self-preservation. Like, oh shit, how can we survive in this age? And he was offering them to say, no, 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 what is your broader purpose? Right? The broader purpose is to share the love of books, the love of reading, the love of learning. That's the broader purpose. And maybe we don't need public libraries as an institution the way it is today. Maybe we should be much more decentralized and disseminated. Maybe we should be in schools. Maybe we should be in train stations. Maybe, I don't know. But that's how we think about purpose. Maybe we need to let 
the public library in the way it is today, maybe we need to let it die and you know, use all of these active ingredients to nourish new life, um, to, same, the, you know, to serve that same kind of purpose. So yes, this is my invitation to you. Um, yeah. Can you step away from this perspective of maximization and self-preservation? And can you embrace that the purpose in itself is enough, right? And that you look at it as um, the purpose as a living thing that you're trying to serve. Um, and sometimes it might no longer be with the organization as you know it. Um, sometimes this organization might disband and might offer itself as nourishment for new initiatives that will serve that purpose better. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.